BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Folks, we're teetering on what could be an economic meltdown, threatening to wash away our savings and retirement. Inflation has surged to levels unseen in 40 years. Gold is the smartest and most responsible investment you can make for you and your family in times like these. A safe haven asset that protects your purchasing power and your wallet from inflation. When it comes to protecting your IRA or 401k, trust only the best. My friends at Allegiance Gold. Allegiance Gold has earned the highest trust ratings in the precious metals industry and builds relationships based on integrity, expertise, and impeccable service. Get up to $5,000 in free silver on a qualifying purchase when you visit protectwithlou.com today or give them a call at 844-6484-LOU. Don't wait. Take control of your retirement today. Call 844-6484. 84LOU and speak with one of their experts. Time is of the essence. Protect your future with Allegiance Gold. Visit protectwithlou.com or call 844-648-4LOU. everybody. This is The Great America Show. I'm Lou Dobbs. Welcome to the show. Great to have you with us. The Israel-Hamas war is two weeks long. Israel hasn't invaded Gaza, hasn't eliminated Hamas, and hasn't yet tried. And pro-Palestinian protests in the United States are shockingly numerous. And many universities are even supportive of Hamas and their massacre of Israelis, while ignoring Iran's role in it all. Iran inciting and sponsoring Hamas as they do Hezbollah in Lebanon. In Washington, the Speaker of the House election has taken an ugly twist, the Republicans taking a secret vote after the third round of voting from the floor, and sources I trust tell me Congressman Jordan got only 86 votes. And after only three rounds of voting, Jordan's bid was over. This has the swamp stench all over it, doesn't it? And Senator Mitch McConnell, who, by the way, is as impaired as President Biden, having a strong hand in it all. I'm a populist conservative, an America first conservative, and I'm disgusted with what the Republican seems to have become. So is it an accident that still there's been no comprehensive investigation of the rigged election of 2020 and 2022 as well? All of these events are absolutely orchestrated, in my view. Individual states, though, are working to make sure their elections are secure and honest, and eight states have now withdrawn from the controversial voter data organization called ERIC. That stands for the Election Registration Information Center. ERIC also states its mission is to, get ready for this, reach out to unregistered voters as well to get out the vote. Now, that may sound benign, but it likely isn't. The problem is there's no transparency in what Eric is doing, and among a number of states, election officials fear 
that get-out-the-vote campaigns are decidedly for Democrat candidates. That's why Republican states are pulling out, and more are likely to do so. One of the states that pulled out of Eric is Alabama, and joining us is the Secretary of State of Alabama, Wes Allen. Wes withdrew the state from Eric and has a new system to assure clean voter rolls. Wes, it's great to have you with us, and thanks for doing all that you're doing. Let's start with your changes to the election system to make Alabama one of the most secure voting systems in the country. Well, Lou, thank you so much. I appreciate you for allowing me uh, a little time uh, on your great podcast. So I really appreciate it. Yeah, you know, it's uh, it was. I think there were some folks that were surprised that when a guy campaigns for office and and a person makes promises about what they're going to do when they get into office, I think there were some folks that were kind of surprised that uh, <laughs> we lived up to what we said we were going to do. And um, you know, we're we're very proud of what we've been able to accomplish over the last. Uh, Eight or nine months here while we've been in the been in office since January the 16th, and when I raised my right hand and took the oath of office, um, we we have worked extremely hard. We put a great team into place, and I like to call them first round draft picks. And we have been working so incredibly hard uh, since January the 16th. Uh, not only did we withdraw Alabama from Eric, uh, and but we decided that we were going to come up with an Alabama-based solution to take care of. Uh, our voter file maintenance and to make sure that we had the cleanest and most accurate voter rolls uh, that we've ever had, but also in the country. And we, we believe that the Alabama Voter Integrity Database and what we've been working on since January the 16th is that solution. We're so incredibly proud of it. And it's a four-prong system, uh, Lou. And uh, the first prong and what we have is a uh, is an agreement with the Alabama Law Enforcement Agency, our ELEA is what it's called, and um, they're our driver's license. They issue driver's licenses and, and non-driver IDs, but let's just say that John Doe moves from Alabama to another state, and they get a driver's license in that other state. Well, that other state will alert Alabama, ELEA, that uh, John Doe has received a driver's license in that new state. And so we get that data from ALEA, from the Alabama Law Enforcement Agency, and we start working that data to uh, send a postcard to that person, to John Doe, and say, hey, have you moved? We, we understand you got a driver's license in another state. Uh, so uh, we were working that. And, and since we have implemented AVID we and, and working with ALEA, over the last couple of months, we've already identified over 8,500 individuals from Alabama that have moved out of state and, and attained a driver's license in another state. So, Now, does uh, that mean that they were taken off the rolls? No, sir, it does not. Not at the moment. We have to adhere to the National Voter Registration Act of 1993. Uh, that requires um, you can't remove anybody off of a list uh, for four years uh, unless they've passed away. You uh, immediately. Have to be so, me. Yeah, it takes four years to. Yeah, yeah. That's insane. So, <laughs> so it takes four years. So it gives the opportunity, the voter, an opportunity. Uh, you know, and of course, we sent out postcards to these individuals saying, "Hey, we got some information that you may have moved. Got a driver's license. Will you either update or verify that you have moved or haven't moved?" It gives them an opportunity in case there has been a mistake. Uh, to, to verify uh, that move. So we're, that's prong one. Prong two is the national change of address file that's kept by the uh, United States Postal Service. And so when someone this moves sounds, out this, of state... This doesn't sound promising. 
<laughs> Wes, you're going to rely, you know, one part of this, you have to rely on the post office. That's scary. Well, well let, let me tell you what we've done and tell you the stats that we've had and, and been able to, to, um, to get our hands on. But let's just say that uh, John Doe moves from the state of Alabama. Well, what that postal service allows you to do is to say, hey, would you please forward my Alabama uh, mail that's coming to my Alabama address to my new address out of state? Well, we've already identified over 30,000 individuals that have alerted the Postal Service uh, that they want their Alabama mail forwarded to their new address out of state. And so we're working that data as we speak now uh, to verify all of that information. And so we're very, very excited about that, that information as well. The third prong is our state partnerships. Uh, for the first time in Alabama's history, we have all four of our border states that we're going to share data with on a bilateral agreement. We've got um, memorandums of understanding signed with Tennessee, Georgia, Florida, and Mississippi. And we've also signed uh, and executed a bilateral agreement to share voter file uh, maintenance, uh, voter file data with Arkansas. And we're working with a couple of other states now to secure their agreements as well. Um, but we've already started the data exchange with Tennessee, and uh, we've identified over 8,000 individuals that are registered in Tennessee that are also registered in Alabama. So we are working that data as well. And, um, you know, one thing that I would like to highlight is that um, Tennessee and Mississippi were never a part of ERIC. And so we've never exchanged voter file data with our two border states, Mississippi and Tennessee. And so we're very excited about those agreements and um man it's uh it's already yielded some things that, that we are uh, we're, we're working on certainly is well, so and in the last me, yeah yeah go ahead. before you go on let, let me just uh, try yeah. to keep this clear and it's and it's it's really to me fascinating uh because yeah. to think that there's a national a federal law that you can't take somebody off the the voter right. rolls for four mm -hmm. years i mean that's insane uh, I, I mean, and defeats the whole purpose of everything you're doing uh, in some ways uh, if you can't take them off for four years uh, and they move out of state. Uh, it's just well, how do you get a. Yeah. How, how does that work? Yeah. So let me let me just give you an example. So if John Doe moves out of state, they get a driver's license. And for whatever reason, they don't contact us. We can't get in contact with them, but we've sent those postcards their file is their their voter file their data is moved to an inactive status so if someone from south alabama moves to mississippi or louisiana to go work they receive a driver's license over there but for whatever reason they move back before the election uh if they walk into the precinct and they say hey i'm john doe i'm here to i'm here to vote well the uh, precinct um the voter file there at the precinct has them on an inactive status. So they've got to update their voter file information. And so once they do that, they'll be allowed to vote. Um, but it does take a while and, um, four years is a long time. Um, but we are working very, very diligently on all the information that we've garnered thus, thus far. And we're excited about, um, you know, sharing the data with our other border states and working yeah. those individual states data as well. Yes, sir. 
We're talking with Alabama's Secretary of State, Wes Allen, about their new ability to control their voter rolls, to keep them clean, mm-hmm. and to make sure there's no fraud. We're talking about integrity of the electoral system with Wes Allen. And we're coming right back with more. Stay with us. Have you heard you can listen to your favorite news podcasts ad-free? Good news. With Amazon Music, you have access to the largest catalog of ad-free top podcasts included with your Prime membership. To start listening, download the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash ad-free news podcasts. That's amazon.com slash ad-free news podcasts to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. As you write your life story, you're far from finished. Are you looking to close the book on your job? Maybe turn a page in your career. Be Continued at the Georgetown University School of Continuing Studies. Our professional master's degrees and certificates are designed to meet you where you are and take you where you want to go. At Georgetown SCS, the learning never stops, and neither do you. Write your next chapter. Be Continued at scs.georgetown.edu slash podcast. We're back now. We're talking with the Secretary of State of the great state of Alabama, Wes Allen. And Wes, we were at uh, we're sort of at the fourth level here. Uh, mm-hmm. and, and give us the the fourth prong, if you will, of that uh, mm-hmm. four prong attack. Yes, sir. Uh, it is the, uh, our agreement with the to have the Social Security Death Index. It's kept by the Social Security Administration, and so if an Alabama resident travels out of state, and for whatever reason, they pass away in another state, one of the 49 other states, uh, we'll get that information that they've passed away. Um, previously, uh, or for instance, I'll just give you an example. If someone in Alabama lives over in East Alabama, if they travel to Georgia and they have surgery in Georgia, they pass away, for instance, uh, that's Georgia's data. That's not Alabama's data. And, um, The Alabama Department of Public Health, which keeps data on those that pass away in-state, we already get that information. And um, so we now have access to the information out of state, and we're excited about that. We've been accredited. We've been um, uh, allowed to to be able to to get access to this, and we're just waiting on that data to come from the federal government. Well, you know, that's interesting, and it sounds like a, a very uh, smart plan. Uh, and you call it mm-hmm. AVID, uh, and it's mm-hmm. it's light years ahead of uh, what was called ERIC, which was supposed to be a fancy process that turned out to be really just another way uh, to corrupt the, the voting uh, uh, roles and uh, the voting uh, around the country. It, it, Eric is is an awful construction, but I, I want to ask you. That's in your history. That's in your rearview mirror in Alabama, and that's and good for yes, you. Uh, yes, sir. How many states are still in that? I the last thing I saw, seven states had withdrawn. There originally, I think, thirty one. Uh, have you mm-hmm. got a sense of that? I think we're, I think they have 23 to 24, uh, Lou. I, I'm not for sure right, right. on the, on their number, but, uh, but yeah, we, uh, Louisiana, I think was first to suspend and, mm-hmm. and to uh, withdraw. And then we followed them right after that. And then, of course, there was a, 
there was uh, several other states that followed followed and uh you know we we I, again it's um a testament to our team and how hard they've worked since january the 16th when, when we were sworn in and uh, we're just continuing to work and preparations uh preparation for the our march 5th presidential primary in 2024 of course this is it'll be a big year it's presidential election year so uh, our team is already making preparations for the march 5th primary yeah, we got a, we've got a big and important, uh, critically important uh, <laughs> year of campaigns and elections coming up, don't we? I want to yes, I want to get a sense too. Uh, is population of Alabama is, is it growing uh, markedly? It is. We're we're seeing an influx of people from around the country come in uh, to Alabama, um, everywhere really. But you know, there's been extreme uh, big growth in. The Madison County, which is Huntsville area, and also the Baldwin County, Gulf Shores, Orange Beach area. But really, the state of Alabama is growing, and uh, we we are experiencing growth all over our state. We've got about 3.7 million voters, give or take a few. Uh, but uh, yeah, it's um, Alabama is experiencing some growth because you know we're we're a deep red state. Uh, we believe in faith and uh, freedom and liberty and. Uh, you know, we, we govern that way in our state. We're very, very proud of the accomplishments that we've had. Well, and you ought to be. I just just out of uh, curiosity, I remember at Huntsville, I've been uh, there to the uh, uh, the rocket uh, base and uh, a few other facilities. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a lot of government activity uh, there, right? Oh, absolutely. It is the Redstone Arsenal. You got NASA. I mean, you got all kind of tech companies that are they're coming in up there, and um, so it's it's a, it's a lot of engineers, a lot of smart, a lot of smart folks that are in that are in Huntsville, and uh, and and man, it is it just had such extreme growth uh, over the last ten years or so, and it's just exploding. And they got great leadership at the local level, and uh, that's what it's all about. Got that local leadership, and uh, we're very very proud of what they're being able to accomplish in Huntsville. Well, as a matter of fact, the whole country is proud of what uh, has happened uh, in Alabama. Uh, So as we look at 2024, uh, we have seen various challenges to President Trump uh, being even on the ballot in a lot of places. I can't even imagine somebody would whisper that idea uh, in in the red state of Alabama. Uh, Mm -hmm. What has been your experience to this point? Yeah, we've gotten a few folks that, you know, want to kind of talk all that, but, but man, we're not going there. I mean, I mean, come on. I mean, for real. I mean, we fully expect Trump to be on the ballot here in Alabama. No doubt about it. I think I saw some um, headline about the Supreme Court shot it down or there was some court that shot that, shot it, shot it down. So, I mean, come on. Yeah, and they that didn't keep a few states from still trying, even after the Supreme Court had ruled. But that's the nature of uh, the Biden administration. Yeah. It is uh, it's more totalitarian than it is in any way democratic or uh, or representative. Yep. I mean, it's astounding. Uh, you pass uh, you know legislation against affirmative action, and, and the Chief Justice of the Supreme Court is handing out instructions on how to get around around the the ruling of the Supreme Court. I mean, we live in la-la land right now in this country. I don't care whether it's the Supreme Court or whether it is the the, uh, uh, 
president of the United States who is uh, impaired just mm-hmm. uh, slightly and uh, and appears slightly corrupt and, and just a little maybe uh, difficult. To, it's difficult for him to find his way around, but we still have him as our president and commander in chief. So, Wes, let me ask you this. Alabama is okay. lucky to have you as secretary of state. Uh, you're uh, you have improved and and, uh, and securitized the electoral system there, uh, and but the rest of the states it's it's very uneven, and nationally the Republican National Committee I can't see anything they're doing whatsoever. They passed a resolution about wanting to have uh, a secure election, but I haven't seen them do anything uh, empirically uh, in terms of, of of improving it putting a budget toward it, a plan toward it. Uh, am I missing uh-huh. something here in the in the national Republican effort to uh, secure the vote? Well, I'm, I, I travel around our great state and meet with a lot of different people, Lou. And like you, there are a lot of individuals uh, and citizens in Alabama that are concerned about election integrity and election security. And, you know, they want safe, secure, accountable, accurate elections. And, um, you know, we're doing our part in Alabama. I know we saw a lot of chaos and confusion in the last presidential election. And I would hope that these other states and these other uh, conservative voices and conservative individuals in these states are pushing their legislatures to pass strong conservative bills that strengthen their election security. And, uh, you know, we have done that in Alabama. And when I was in the legislature, we passed uh, several bills that, uh, strengthen the uh, security of our elections. One uh, was passing the bill that um, banned the private money from flowing into these public uh, offices that administer our elections, the uh, Zuck Bucks bill, if you remember, yeah. we we passed that. And uh, matter of fact, I was a sponsor of that bill. And, and so we've got lots of experience with that. But, you know, I, I, the way I answer that question when I get asked is, hey, you know, I'm responsible for Alabama's elections and working with all of our local election officials, the probate judges, circuit clerks and sheriffs and board of registrars and the poll workers all around our state to make sure that uh, at the end of the day, we have uh, clean and accurate voter rolls uh, and that we are running and administering our elections in a safe, secure and transparent and an accurate way. And um, we work diligently in this office and work alongside those local partners to make sure that happens. Well, and we appreciate it. I know the people in Alabama appreciate it greatly. Uh, does yeah. Alabama, as we're wrapping up here, let me ask you, because a couple of questions has occurred to me as we were talking about the role of the federal government in uh, your elections mm-hmm. and every state's elections. Uh, a four-year period in which you can't take people off the roles, uh, the very idea that there is, uh, is there a assured uh, paper ballot or machine uh, recount in Alabama, for example? Uh, because a lot of states mm-hmm. are insisting now that they want to have a paper trail uh, for every uh, every vote. Uh, what is, what is yep. the situation in yep. Alabama when that is we're closing out here? Yes, sir. Well, our legislature has done a very fine job. Our last legislative session, matter of fact, um, our, we, our state passed a bill where we'll always have paper ballots. We've always voted on paper ballots in Alabama, but we'll always have it according to state law. 
And that's important to have the receipts, and you can always go back and count and audit and do the things right. that you get, that you got to do if there's any kind of contested elections or any challenge. And also, they passed a bill, and, and, and of course, Governor Ivey signed both bills into law, but also passed a bill to where our tabulators uh, can never be connected to the Internet. So they'll have no modem. They'll have no Bluetooth or Wi-Fi capability. All it does is tabulate the paper ballot and the totals. And so uh, we're appreciative of our legislature and our governor for – uh, passing that and signing that into law. And also, we do have an automatic recount if it's in one half of 1% in general elections. Uh, right. And so I know that there's going to be an audit bill coming before the state legislature next session to put that into place to uh, further make sure that we have transparency in, in, in our elections process. So let me ask you the, the million-dollar mm-hmm. question, as far as I'm concerned. How long a voting <laughs> period do you have in Alabama? Because, as you know, some states, I mean, it goes on. Uh, they start in May and they finish up sometime in uh, in the middle of the snow uh, season. Yeah, so I believe in Election Day, not Election Month. Um, but we have absentee voting in Alabama. It's uh, You do have to have an excuse to vote absentee in Alabama. Um, I have long fought no excuse absentee voting. I have long fought um, automatic voter registration. Um, but we vote day of in, in Alabama. We vote 7 a.m. to 7 p.m. And um, there's, you know, several uh, weeks of absentee voting. Uh, but they, you know, they they can request it through an absentee application or they can go into their local circuit clerks or their absentee election manager's office to request one of those absentee ballots. ballots. But they do have to have an excuse to vote absentee. Wes, I would not have expected otherwise with the great state of Alabama and its Secretary of State. Thanks so much, Wes, for being yes. with us here today. Uh, come on back Thank anytime you. and uh, enjoy talking with you. And uh, again, congratulations on your success on behalf of the people of, uh, of Alabama. You're doing a terrific job, and God bless you. Thank you so much, Lou. I appreciate it. Thanks, everybody, for being with us here tomorrow. We'll be talking with Devin Nunes former Intelligence Committee Chairman, CEO of Trump Media and Technology Group. So please be with us for all that and join me today on 77 WABC Radio for our new show there, Lou Dobbs Sunday, 3 p.m. Eastern. Thank you, everybody. God bless you, and may God bless America.